What's up, sports ballers? Thank you so much for checking out this brand new edition of the Sports Ball Podcast. Andrew and I are going to discuss college football, college basketball, some super 80s Miami Heat jerseys, the MLS playoffs, and a little thing called Silent Night. Oh yeah, also, one last thing, it's a great day to be a Michigan Wolverine. Enjoy the show. Good evening, Cam. Hey, Andrew. How's it going, man? I can't complain. I appreciate you being flexible in uh, adjusting our regular scheduled programming tonight. Oh, you got it. I can watch a Monday Night Raw at another time. How's um How's Roman Reigns doing? Uh, haven't heard. Um, I assume he's getting treated. Um, but yeah, they haven't really mentioned anything yet, so. Still pretty early in the process, I would imagine. I see. And who was the Monday night game? The Titans and... Um, the Cowboys, right? That sounds right, yeah. Because Jason Witt was uh, returning to Dallas to call the game. Mm. But uh, you got a lot on your mind as a Michigan fan these days, don't you? Yeah, usually this time of year. Um I'm either bitter or already over it, but um, we are we are in the thick of the playoff race right now, and I gotta say it's uh, it's invigorating. It's uh, it's nice to feel this way about football again. So they cleared a big hurdle, and uh, big might be generous. They they cleared a hurdle on Saturday, beating Penn State in Ann Arbor. Uh, Penn State team that's probably not quite worthy of that 14 ranking. Uh, and now they've kind of got two weeks of um, lesser competition in Rutgers and Indiana. I don't think you can overlook Indiana. I think you could probably overlook Rutgers and still win. And then yeah, the, I, I would agree. And then the big one awaits. Yep. On the road against that, that team from Ohio and Man, I'll tell you what, they don't look good right now. Um, I mean, obviously, they're loaded with talent. That's never a question. But the defense looks questionable, and their offense, um, you know, is is decent, but they're not, they're not what they were earlier in the season. Um, so it's, it's really weird to feel optimistic going into that game. Um, I used to always be optimistic that we'd at least that we would win, or if we didn't, it would be close. Um, but recent years, obviously, have have tempered that expectation. So it's it's weird to be positive and feel like, yeah, we can go down to Columbus and we can knock them around and and we can win the division um, for the first time in goodness knows how long. Yeah. And so two things. Uh, in my pre-show research. I I knew that November had been a bit of an Achilles heel for Harbaugh in his first three seasons, but did not realize he's only had one uh, November with a winning record. It was his first year, and they went three and one. But these last two years, they've gone two and two, and it's really been the difference between um, you know making that Ohio State game really count and not like it will this year. So, um, and the thing is too. Ohio State could lose on Saturday to Michigan State, and and that will 
uh, allow some cushion for Michigan. Uh, yeah, it would allow cushion in the sense that um, we could drop a game to Rutgers or Indiana and still, you know, win the division if we beat Ohio State. Right. But yeah, it's just oh man, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's good. It's all what's also exciting for me is it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So I will actually be at my parents' house in Detroit, and my cousins will be in town, and so we'll all get to sit and watch the game together, um, which will be really fun. Do you have any idea as to how long that three and a half, four hours will feel? How how mentally drained you could be? Um, if it's a close game, and we lose it like we lost the Michigan State game with the muffed punt that's going to linger for a long time. Um, but I don't know. You see, you've seen me watch a Michigan team lose a, a, a bowl game to K state. You know, I, I tend to not let it uh, take me over, but sure. being Ohio state and being the, the current, you know, situation of what it would cost us if we lost that game. Yeah. I would be, um, prone to want to have a few extra beers afterwards. And I think not only is it that you can beat Ohio State and get to the Big Ten Championship, which would be the first time Michigan's gotten to the the Big Ten Championship that's in its, what, seven, eighth year in existence now, but it's not going to be a juggernaut that comes out of the West right now. Uh, I, Wisconsin no, is hanging on by a thread, and right now it's looking like he could be Northwestern or Purdue. Yeah, and honestly, Purdue scares me the most simply because of the role they're on, beating Ohio State and then beating Iowa. Um, we've already played Northwestern. Northwestern always plays us tough, but like we can beat Northwestern. We can beat Purdue too, but running into a hot team on a big stage – you never know. Yeah, and I can tell you from uh, just knowing what Jeff Brown did at Western Kentucky, uh, he's not a coach you want to get into a game with where he is playing with house money uh, because he will he will throw the book at you. And um, obviously, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> but um, I'm just thinking, like, wow, we've still got you know 29 days here before this game's even played. Yeah, but that's a fair um, point. but yeah, it, it's shaping up to be exciting. November, I think Saturday was, you know, it shaped up to be a, a a big Saturday. I think it was a bit of a letdown. The Alabama game was underwhelming. Uh, the Texas West Virginia game was really good, uh, but uh, beyond that, there wasn't a, a ton that really shook things up. Um, no, but Northwestern hung with Notre Dame. Yeah, but like but, if you're if you're a team on the edge like Michigan and Georgia, right? It went exactly how you needed it to go. You both yeah. won your games, and Alabama destroyed LSU. And yeah. now, and now, if you're if you're Georgia, you would have appreciated a Notre Dame loss. Um, but Michigan, you want Notre Dame to go undefeated, so that your only loss was by seven points when you played like garbage to an undefeated team. You know what I mean? Um, The other option is Notre Dame loses these next two games, which they're not going to do. But, yeah, it really really went 
as well as it could have gone for everyone but LSU. As far yeah, as and, the teams that have a chance at the playoff. And the the other thing too is that um as someone pointed out today, Alabama, if if, if someone were to knock them off, they're they're going to remain in the playoff. I mean, there's there's no question that, that their body of work has proven that they're one of the best, four best teams in the country. So, at this point, just let them do their thing, go undefeated, and uh, and that way you, you don't run the risk of a Georgia sneaking in there and two SEC spots getting taken like it did last year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. There's still a lot of football ahead, and there's always upsets at the end of the year. So, you know, we could be talking about two different teams. I think I think Alabama and Clemson are total locks. Um, it's those last two spots that, you know, Yep. we shall see. Yes, we shall. Boy, it's exciting. Do you uh were you in college during the the twenty four hours of basketball? Were or were you a a few years? Were you had you entered adulthood? Well, when did it start? Uh, probably like two thousand. I don't know. Like, I think it was while I was in college, so like two thousand nine or ten. I feel like they did it a couple times. No, no I graduated college in oh eight. That was one of the great things ESPN did. You know, they'd start games essentially like right now, and then they'd go through tomorrow night's Champions Classic, and they'd play. You know, it would be some time zone adjustment, but there was some East Coast games that started like at seven in the morning. They'd played a couple games in Hawaii overnight, and it was fantastic. But now we're just left with kind of a lame opening night to college basketball tomorrow. Well, but it's college basketball. It's exciting. The I new, suppose the new, we, season, the new season is upon us, Andrew. We do get Duke, Kentucky, and Michigan State, Kansas tomorrow night uh, in games that we're supposed to think mean something, but in the grand scheme don't mean a darn thing. No, all they mean is ratings. That's all they mean. Yep. But um, as I also read, perhaps there was a scheduling error uh, that these had landed on the midterms. And that uh, it'll be interesting to see if if it's even noticed that college basketball began. To me, college basketball does not begin until kind of Thanksgiving week. Like when all those games are on, I love watching Maui Invitational. It's on all day long. Last game tips at like 9 o'clock at night. That week of Thanksgiving when games are on constantly, I think is, is as good as the NCAA tournament without the drama of the NCAA tournament. But just to know that – you're, you can just eat and watch basketball or football for like five, six days straight. Uh, it's up there, top top five weeks of the year. Yeah, or in my wife's book, bottom five weeks of the year. <laughs> well, that's just when you hope that you're at relatives who have multiple TVs and then the, the Hallmark movies can air somewhere else. Uh-huh. But alas, we'll be at my parents who have one 55-inch television. Well, and it I is think, glorious. I think it's set in stone that between noon and four on that Saturday, you know what you're watching. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and my wife loves me very much. Cheer me on and allow me to enjoy that with my my dad and and my cousin and probably my uncle. It'd be good. And when do, when do we get Silent Night? 
Silent Night is not until um, right before Christmas. Right, so it is. It's it's a it's an Advent uh, event. Yeah. So the way. Okay. So if our listeners don't know what Silent Night is, um, I went to Taylor University. It's a small Christian university in Indiana, and Silent Night is an annual event that um, takes place uh, at our men's basketball game. And it is followed by our uh, campus Christmas party. We make gingerbread houses and, you know, cookies. And it's um, it's just a giant, like, blow-off um, for the end of the semester. And so the game is packed. Um, Odal Arena, you know, holds maybe, like, comfortably, maybe, like, 800, 900 people. Um, we fit, like, 2,000 in there. Um, and it's like playing basketball in the middle of like the Roman Coliseum based on how loud and, and, and crazy it is. And everyone dresses up. There's usually living nativity scenes and all sorts of like, it's just Christmas chaos essentially. But the gimmick is no one talks until the 11th point is scored. So what's the significance of 11? You know, I never knew that actually. I went, I, I went to undergrad and grad school there, and I still don't know why it's the eleventh point. Um, there's probably a reason for it. I, I don't know what the the um, the history of that, um, but it's so uncomfortably quiet. You can hear the shoes squeaking. You can hear the players calling out plays and calling out screens. You can maybe hear them cuss when they miss a shot. You can hear their bodies thudding against each other as they go up for rebounds. Um, and then when Taylor scores the eleventh point, uh, just chaos ensues. The other team inevitably calls a timeout because you cannot hear anything above the cacophony. People are running and jumping and screaming and high fiving, and it's it's a total blast. It's one of the best uh, sporting experiences I've ever been to. And I just can't imagine what would it be like if it happened at Duke or Kansas or Syracuse or UCLA on just a grand scale. Like, I think people would literally go deaf because of the amount of noise. That'd be awesome to see. It would be crazy. I mean, could you imagine it at Allen Fieldhouse? No. All those college kids? It'd be nuts. And so what's really cool is ESPN has picked this up probably, what, for the six or seven years now um and it always makes sports center and they've started sending reporters to upland indiana which is an hour and 15 minutes north of indy it's in the middle of nowhere um and it gets national coverage every year now it's an incredible recruiting tool um it's a great opportunity for my alma mater to kind of show what we're about and when you go to school in the middle of nowhere you got to make your own fun and that's just one of like 15 unique things that we did on campus to have fun um, that are just really fun and unique to Taylor that made it uh, a great experience for me. Well, I look forward to this year's edition. Yeah, I'm, I always like to see the creativity and the outfits and, and what, um, you know, goes on in the stands. It's pretty fun. Uh, speaking of creativity. Oh, gosh. You sent me along a, a new NBA uniform. Indeed. <laughs> the... Uh... Miami Vice. So the NBA started this thing called City Jerseys. Which are really sweet. Are supposed... Yeah, it's a brilliant idea because the cities, the teams get to make jerseys that, you know, more represent 
the city that they're they're from. Um, and then the NBA gets to sell them and make buku dollars. And so this is the second year in a row that Miami is having a Miami Vice style jersey. Last year's was white. Uh, this year's is black. And it's, uh, it's a black jersey with what I'm going to call like hot pink and like North Carolina blue are the accent colors and it's got Miami in like that 1980s Miami vice script with some like real block collegiate style lettering. Um, and boy, does it look like it straight from, you know, the decade of my birth. But apparently last year, Miami's white vice jerseys sold more than the other 29 team city jerseys combined. Well, they had to, they had to, like restart production of the jerseys because there was so much demand for them. So apparently this year they are, they're going to uh, presuppose the same or similar amount of sales and make way more this year than they initially did last year. Cause they're expecting to sell a ton of them again. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting. And if I read the article correctly, um, yeah, they shipped them to 50 countries around the world last year. And, they're going to have, I believe they said 30 games where they wear these this year. Well, so about a third of the game. I think is what they yeah. said. The, uh, and I think there's a yeah. couple, so there's like a traditional uniform and then there's the city uniform. And I feel like there's one more variation, but I can't think of, I don't follow the NBA close enough to know exactly what it is, but I, I'm almost certain there's uh there's there's one more it may just be a, a standard alternate yeah so like i know um like most teams will have their home jersey their away jersey the city jersey a throwback jersey you know at certain points and then some will just have an alternative like you know for a, a while there dallas had their white jerseys their blue jerseys and they had a green alternate yeah. jersey and they'll, they'll wear um, something special on christmas day for those teams that play Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool idea. I, I'd love to see baseball do it. I mean, they, baseball already kind of does the Sunday alternate with a different color, but I'd love to see some different variations on hats. And, um, and yeah, you know, maybe like a Friday uniform and a Sunday uniform just to, you know, bring a little more attention, attention to the game because how many of those uniforms have not been changed in the last – 20 years except for the Diamondbacks which are just atrocious yeah well oh boy yeah no and that's I mean that's the thing with baseball though right it's tradition 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 we talked a bit about it last episode about what you know what what's it going to take for baseball to um kind of stay captivating or get back to being captivating and um I was actually listening um or watching uh, a Fortnite stream earlier while I was eating lunch. And one of the guys on the stream is Tre- Trevor May, who is a relief pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. And he also happens to be a, you know, very above average Fortnite player. And he plays with Ninja and Dr. Lupo and all those guys. Um, and he made the comment uh, that Major League Baseball just got the internet like a year ago. He says the league still mails him stuff, like important, you know, documents or updates on, you know, 
whatever, like he still gets mail from them. He's like, they're so behind the times as a league that it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe that is, you know, kind of indicative of, of that feeling that you had last week of just like, here we go again. Same old, same old, you know? Um, so I just, I, I, he said that and I was like, Oh, I need to bring it up to Andrew because it really kind of went kind of hand in hand, I think with what you were getting at last time. Yeah. And I also just saw speaking to uniforms and Fortnite that they have NFL skins now. Um, yeah, they're coming soon. I don't think they're okay. out yet. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I'm going to be quite uh, happy to be playing Fortnite in the Detroit Lions skin so that when I die early and in a really sad way, it'll be fitting. So if you wear like who's like the so if you wear like a Eli Manning um skin gi- giant skin does your hand grenade get intercepted? <laughs> that would be so good, but no, I don't think that's how it works. Um, it would be really funny. I wonder if the Patriots skin gives you like a special cheat code. Yeah, you can you can see uh, where the three closest players are on the map. Yeah, and you just um, and then you can hide behind a hoodie. It's true. Yeah. Well, that'd be so funny if you could wear a, a, a short sleeve hoodie. Yeah, that'd be, that'd that'd be, be awesome. Hey, anything else on your uh, sporting mind these days? MLS playoffs, sporting. Speaking of sporting, sporting KC. Drew last night yes. real Salt Lake, so they return home on Sunday, and they've got the road goal, so uh... which is important. Yeah, very important. Uh, so yeah, it's the conference semifinals. Um, so you've got uh, Portland and Seattle, and uh, Real Salt Lake and um, Sporting Kansas City, and then you've got um, New York City FC and um, Atlanta United, and then. Um, you have New York Red Bull, and I believe they're playing Columbus. I forgot. Um, and so, yeah, the first leg of each of those games was yesterday, yep. and um, Sporting was the only game that tied. Uh, Atlanta beat New York City, Portland beat Seattle, and Columbus beat New York, but in these games, there are that second and uh, very important leg, and um, row goals do matter for tie-breaking yeah. purposes. So yeah, there's there's going to be some intense soccer played on that second leg, and then we get conference finals, and then the MLS Cup. So you know, just as as basketball is starting to take off, um, we get intense college football and intense other football. Yes, and. Uh, on a personal note, I'm headed this weekend to the USTA uh, Mixed Doubles League National Championships. As as a reporter or as a player? Uh, as a player. Well, well, well. I did not realize that you were – that's awesome. I knew you were playing, but I didn't realize that you were um, going to make it to that tournament that's where is it at uh, we are headed to mobile alabama so we uh, we qualified in an event so we won our local league and then you move on to like a league where you play teams from kind of the surrounding states and that was in omaha and we won that and so now we're headed to mobile to 
face the best in the country. Be uh, 17 or 16 other teams there. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. When, uh, when is that happening? Uh, this weekend, yeah, Friday, Saturday, and then the finals will be Sunday. Um, I don't know if we'll make the finals, but we have a 13 hour road trip uh, back. It was too expensive to go round trip, so we rented a couple of vans that we needed anyways to get around town. We're just going to drive them back home. All right. Well, first of all, good luck. Thank you. And secondarily, bring it home, man. We'll do our best. Mo Valley, Mo Better. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Cool. It's well, been a pleasure as always. Uh, go blue, and um, oh. and uh, we will uh, talk again next week. Indeed. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, sir. Man. See you. Bye.